What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. church family. This is Marilyn Mitchell, and I'm the Women's Ministry Director for New Vision's Buchanan Campus. And today we are in the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 1 through 12, and I'll be reading in the English Standard Version, which says this about Jesus. And he left there and went to the region of Judea and beyond the Jordan, and crowds gathered to him again. And again, as was his custom, he taught them. And Pharisees came up and in order to test him, asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? He answered them, What did Moses command you? They said Moses allowed a man to write a certificate of divorce and to send her away. And Jesus said to them, Because of your hardness of heart, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. And in the house the disciples asked him again about this matter. And he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Well, friends, I know that this can be a difficult passage, but as we always do when we approach Scripture, I just pray that we will allow the Spirit to reveal to us what God would have us to see about Himself and about what action might be required from us in these pages. So let's look at the context here for a minute. The crowds continue to gather around Jesus, and He continues to teach them. So, of course, the Pharisees continue to come and try to trick and to test and to trap him. We're familiar with the Pharisees by now. If you've been following along in the book of Mark or if you've read the other Gospels, you've seen how the Pharisees have long tried to test and trap Jesus. They're supposed to be the spiritual leaders. They know the law backwards and forwards. And yet, as we just learned a few chapters ago in Mark 7, Jesus said that they honor him with their lips, but their hearts are far from him. He said that they leave and reject God's commandments in order to establish and hold the traditions of men. So when we see the Pharisees ask this question in front of this crowd about divorce, they're not genuinely interested in honoring or understanding marriage from God's perspective. They aren't seeking the words of this teacher, Jesus, to find out how his perfect perspective would speak about marriage. They have no desire for these things. What they want to know is, will Jesus uphold their twisted traditions and applications of a law that exist only because of the hardness of their hearts, as Jesus points out? And they're trying to alienate him from this crowd. They want to test him and trap him in this particular topic because it's incredibly personal and deeply affects those who would be following him. Not too different from our time today, right? And I think that's underscored by the fact that even the disciples follow up on these questions around divorce when they get him back to the house. What this shows us is just how prevalent and deeply embedded the practice of divorce was in this culture and time. Not only was it socially acceptable, it's socially expected. 
everyone has either been through divorce, going through a divorce, or they know people close to them who have, and it's directly affected them. So even the disciples are like, man, Jesus, are you sure? How does this work? What are you saying here? And what does Jesus do as he always does? He points them back to the beginning, to God and his divine perfect standard. Jesus doesn't waver. He doesn't hesitate. He doesn't soften the impact of God's holy expectation and plan, his divine institution of marriage between a man and a woman who leave their parents, hold fast to one another, and become one flesh. And he even emphasizes they are no longer two, but one flesh. God's divine plan is that what God has joined together, man shall not separate. And there's no buts or unlesses or exceptions. There's not a detailed 15-page document that details the ins and outs of when it is okay and when it's not. Why? Because that wasn't his divine plan. And that's what Jesus tells the Pharisees and the crowd that's listening and his disciples. That these laws that Moses instituted were what even the Pharisees understood the difference between this concept of concession and commandment. Even the Pharisees taught this in their own practices, that there are certain things that are direct commands of God, and there there are certain things that are concessions of God because of the sinfulness of man. Man had already deviated from God's perfect plan, and divorce was already happening. People were separating out of this marriage covenant. And so Moses, because of the hardness of man's heart and because of the sinfulness of man and women, um, he helped put some guidelines in place that would protect the vulnerable in this process. But that is not because God ordained, designed, or approved of marriage. It's because he people were already deviating from that plan, and so he put some guidelines in place. But that's exactly revealing the heart and the hardness of heart that Jesus is trying to address here. The Pharisees really aren't interested in what a God-honoring marriage looks like. What they just want to know is, is he going to uphold their tradition? And what was their tradition? They had taken this text so far beyond its intention that it was not just lawful for a man to divorce his wife. They were interpreting that as a man could divorce his wife for any reason. If anything about the woman displeased him, he was able to put her away without consequence. So Moses changed that. You should really dig into that if you have time, the historical and the contextual background here, because I think it will help you. But the bottom line that we need to focus on today, the action required of us is Are we like the Pharisees? When we come to God with our questions, are we really just hoping that he's going to affirm what we've already decided, what our tradition says, what society seems to generally accept? Or are we really offering him our heart and mind and soul and asking him to reveal to us his will for our lives? I pray it's the latter. I pray that unlike the Pharisees, that we are coming with open hearts and open minds to say, show us, Lord, what is your perfect plan? And friends, where we fall short, that is the definition of of grace. That That is where we're headed in Christ's ministry. That is why he's about to lay down his life for us. Because in and of ourselves, we are incapable of the perfection of the standard of God's holiness. Incapable. 
Not a single one of us has ever kept the law or perfectly attained God's divine intentions for us. Now that's not a license to sin, but what it is is an understanding that that is why we need the grace and the covering of Jesus Christ. There is none good, no, not one, and every sin separates us from Christ. In this particular passage, we're talking about divorce, and Jesus does not water down God's plan, so I have no desire to either. But I would like to simply contrast that divorce is not the only sin that separates. We are all guilty of sin, and Scripture says, he who is guilty of one is guilty of all. So let's not over-focus where God doesn't ask us to, but let's not minimize his holy plans and design and will either. The goal here is not condemnation. Romans 8, 1 tells us that there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Our goal here is conviction, revealing to us the condition and intentions of our heart and then calling us into repentance and obedience. Friends, let's not be those who, because of the hardness of our heart, are constantly looking for loopholes and exceptions of how far we can go. Instead, let us acknowledge that God is a holy God who desires for us to be holy and to glorify him in what we do. Friends, what God has brought together, only God can keep together, and we must seek him. And where we have fallen short in this matter or in any other, our only response is surrender. Our only response is confession and repentance. And then our very gracious God, where sin may have abounded, his grace abounds all the more. And we will see that. So I pray today, if you have a need for repentance, repent. Do it today. Don't wait. If you need to forgive, then forgive without delay. We are never more like Christ than when we forgive the unforgivable. I pray that you have the courage to do that. I pray that you will allow this scripture, though difficult, though challenging, that you will see that God's standard is perfection and only through Christ and his perfection can we stand righteous before a holy God. So all sin we must flee from, all sin we must repent from, and we must follow him. And so I pray, friends, that that will encourage you, that it will convict you, but that it will empower you that it's Christ alone who replaces the filthy rags of our guilt and shame with robes of righteousness. So whether you're single, married, divorced, widowed, remarried, Jesus meets you where you are today. He calls you unto himself, and he will not water down his perfect will to allow us to be comfortable with anything that is in opposition to his holiness. Don't mistake that. But he offers freedom and forgiveness to replace our shame and regret. So I pray, friends, that we will take him up on this unbelievable, matchless gift. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.